Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions to help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for listening to Aging in Full Bloom this evening or afternoon or wherever, whenever you're listening. That's the beauty of a podcast, right? I want to share a short story with you today. It's called The Black Telephone. Those of us who are old enough to remember when the phone was wired to the wall, usually in a kitchen, can relate to this story. When I was a young boy, my father had one of the first telephones in our neighborhood. I remember the polished old case fastened to the wall. The shiny receiver hung on the side of the box. I was too little to reach the telephone, but used to listen with fascination when my mother talked to it. Then I discovered that somewhere inside the wonderful device lived an amazing person. Her name was Information Please, and there was nothing she did not know. Information Please could supply anyone's number and the correct time. My personal experience with the genie in the box came one day while my mother was visiting a neighbor. Amusing myself at the tool bench in the basement, I whacked my finger with a hammer. The pain was terrible, but there seemed no point in crying because there was no one in the home to give me sympathy. I walked around the house, sucking my throbbing finger, finally arriving at the stairway. The telephone. Quickly, I ran for the footstool in the parlor and dragged it in the landing. Climbing up, I unhooked the receiver in the parlor and held it to my ear. Information, please, I said into the mouthpiece just above my head. A click or two and a small, clear voice spoke into my ear. Information, I hurt my finger, I wailed into the phone. The tears came readily enough now that I had an audience. Isn't your mother home, came the question. Nobody's home but me, I blubbered. Are you bleeding, the voice asked. No, I hit my finger with a hammer and it hurts. Can you open the ice box, she asked. I said I could. Then chip off a little bit of ice and hold it to your finger, said the voice. After that, I called information please for everything. I asked her for help with my geography and she told me where Philadelphia is. She helped with my math. She told me my pet chipmunk that I had caught in the park just the day before would eat fruits and nuts. And then there was the time Petey, our pet canary, died. I called. Information, please. And I told her the sad story. She listened, and then she said things that grown-ups say to soothe a child. But I was not consoled. I asked her, why is it that birds should sing so beautifully and bring joy to all families, only to end up a heap of feathers on the bottom of a cage? She must have sensed my deep concern, for she quietly said, Wayne, always remember that there are other worlds to sing in. Somehow I felt better. Another day I was on the telephone. Information, please. Information said in the now familiar voice. How do I spell fix, I ask. All this took place in a small town in the Pacific Northwest. When I was nine years old, we moved across the country to Boston. 
I missed my friend very much. Information police belonged to that old wooden box back home, and I somehow never thought of trying the shiny new phone that sat on the table in the hall. As I grew into my teens, the memories of those childhood conversations never left me. Often, in moments of doubt and perplexity, I would recall the serene sense of security I had then. I appreciated how patient, understanding, and kind she was to have spent her time with a little boy. A few years later, on my way west to college, my plane put down in Seattle. I had about a half hour or so between planes. I spent 15 minutes or so on the phone with my sister, who lived there now. Then, without thinking what I was doing, I dialed my hometown operator and said, Information, please. Miraculously, I heard the small, clear voice I knew so well. Information. I hadn't planned this, but I heard myself saying, Could you please tell me how to spell fix? There was a long pause. Then came the soft-spoken answer. I guess your finger must have healed by now. We laughed. So it's really you, I said. I wonder if you have any idea how much you meant to me during that time. I wonder, she said, if you know how much your calls meant to me. I never had any children, and I used to look forward to your calls. I told her how often I had thought of her over the years and asked if I could call again when I came back to visit my sister. Please do. And this time, ask for Sally. Three months later, I was back in Seattle. A different voice answered. Information? I asked for Sally. Are you a friend? She asked. Yes, I am. A very old one, I answered. I'm sorry to have to tell you this, she said. Sally had been working part-time the last few years because she was sick. She died five weeks ago. Before I hung up, the voice said, Wait a minute. Did you say your name was Wayne? Yes, I answered. Well, Sally left a message for you. She wrote it down in case you called. Let me read it to you. The note said, Tell him there are other worlds to sing in. He'll know what I mean. I thanked her and hung up. I knew what Sally meant. Never underestimate the impression you make on others. And the question of the hour, whose life have you touched today? Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.